Those Two Jerks is brought to you in part by Maverick Group, Maverick Group Experiential Technology. Need some nerds? Let's build something awesome together. Maverick. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Those Two Jerks, episode 141. I am your host, the Tom Alexander, and joining me, as always, is the Sussman, Rick Sussman. Hi, Rick. Hi, Tom. Is my is my microphone okay? I want to make sure I'm not interrupting your monologue. It's not about interrupting my monologue. It's about a very loud, disturbing noise interrupting the <laughs> sound quality of our audio-only production. Whoa, 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 whoa. There could be other productions we could do. We could. However, we choose to do audio only. So in that case, the audio must be good. Okay. That, oh, that's a basic requirement here. You with your demands. Yeah. Where, I, I need to speak to somebody. My writer is not being fulfilled. I'm sorry. <laughs> not enough brown M&Ms. Uh, they're all gray. I wonder why that is. It's it's a it's because I, I I'm colorblind. It's a colorblind joke. Cause it was a Family Guy reference when Brian the oh, dog was. Oh, oh. I have no original guy. thoughts. No, no. I, there's none. Family there's... Guy references. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Tom. Anyway, how are you? Oh, I'm uh, I'm alive. I'm alive. <laughs> we uh, it is the Positive. evening of Sunday, May twenty eighth, two thousand eighteen. Yes, we took a week off. We had to uh, work with our lawyers to update our privacy policy. <laughs> and we'll be sure. reminding you of the changes to our terms of service periodically throughout the show. <laughs> I was going to say, make sure about the changes in service. Yeah. So make sure Somehow you click affects... I agree before you go any further. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not sure how yet, but I'm pretty sure this affects Jesse Wong only. I'll get back to that. <laughs> well, that was the major change in our terms of service. We no longer serve him. <laughs> <laughs> we reserve the right to refuse service to Jesse. <laughs> wow, I didn't know it gotten that bad. I like the internal war that's happening for no reason. That no one cares about but two people. I mean, that's pretty much the show, though, Tom. Yeah, yeah you're kind of right there. You are kind of <laughs> right there. No, but in all seriousness, we took a week off because I had an unexpected uh, <laughs> surgery. <laughs> Uh, little, Surprise! Little, little, yeah, my my appendix decided to remind me it existed, and it uh, wanted to meet the it world. <laughs> it had a sudden urge to meet a pathologist. <laughs> so, uh, so, so yes, I had an emergency appendectomy, and I've been uh, on the mend. Hence, no show last week. Seems, I mean, it seems like a reasonable request to not have a show because you know near-death experience well but... i wouldn't call it near death it could have been had they not caught it that early but it wasn't anywhere close to that no well in but that case to be then, honest why would if you want to hear this if you want to hear the story to be honest i thought it was going to be near death because after uh talking to uh about kevin smith's heart attack several weeks ago the and then seeing his stand-up special where he talks about it a little in the like they did a framing sequence mm -hmm. um the symptoms I was having, aside from nausea and vomiting, everything else was also the symptoms of a heart attack in addition to appendicitis. So I literally thought I was having a heart attack. Oh, that's terrifying. I'm glad that you're okay. Um, it would yeah. be very difficult to do the show without you because yeah, you not have impossible. all the equipment. 
<laughs> that that being my primary concern, of course. And I should I should clarify today's Monday, not Sunday. I'm all fucked up by the holiday weekend. <laughs> That's the reason. <laughs> we'll go with that. Let's just stick with that. Okay. But okay. no, uh, thanks to I, I literally woke up like I had pain in my abdomen wake me up that morning, and uh, thinking it was just horrible gas, I you know just did the usual things I do when I have gas because believe it or not I have some experience in that area. Yeah, I, I believe it. I know you would. Um, <laughs> but then when I, I started to have like a, a intense pain in one particular spot in my abdomen, and I was like. Mm, Better go to the doctor. So I, I, in lieu of my regular doctor being able to see me that day, which, eh, surprise, not happening. Uh, <laughs> I went to urgent care and they sent me to the emergency room. And uh, they're like, yeah, you're having surgery like today. Did they, so, Well, did they send you home? Like, did you get no, to no, pack no, the, or anything? Or, no, urgent care was like, go right to the ER. Yeah. Uh, don't go eat. I don't did, do I look that fat? Like she literally, the doctor was like, don't stop anywhere. Any lunch, no, 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 go no, no, right no, no. to the because, ER. Because here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you don't, if you tell somebody do something and they're, it might be the middle of the day or somebody's first thought might be, yeah, but I could probably grab a bite to eat first. Cause if you're going to go to the hospital, it was lunchtime. There you go. People got to be told direct, man. I, I know some very intelligent people that were in a very similar situation to what you're describing. And their initial reaction was to, go work out or, you know, go play. one of, one of my buddies, his dad actually, uh, when he had his heart attack, his buddy, my buddy's dad, um, his decision was to keep playing a game of volleyball. That seems smart. <laughs> well, you know, it's just, I don't think you make the, the decision consciously. I think it's one of those things where, you, and, and also it has a lot to do with the reality of, well, I'm not having, you know, a major episode right now. I'm not that bad yeah. off. I'm I'm sure that had a lot to do with it. Yeah, but yeah, when when the doctor there was like uh basically figured out where my most intense pain was, she's like, "Yeah, that's right over your appendix. So go across the street to the hospital." <laughs> and uh and then of course the hospital by my house, the new hospital, is a just a freestanding emergency room and it's not like a hospital hospital. So they had, to, <laughs> they had to take me by ambulance to an actual hospital to do the surgery. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. It was, it was, what could go wrong? Yeah. What could possibly go wrong there? Um, but yeah, I spent one night in the hospital. Um, they, I've been fortunate enough where the pain has been, uh, minimal. Uh, it was so minimal. In fact, that they gave me no pain meds as a prescription when I left. So, um, that's just cruel you could have you could have like just like smiled at the guy or something you know like I know. well i told him like it was funny because i had this surgery like 7 30 at night and you know you're all loopy from the anesthetic after you get up and sure um it lasted like an hour and you know then um so i slept you know of course i was tired afterwards but like the nurse would come check on me in the middle of the night and she's like how's your pain and i'm like i don't feel any pain like i felt really intense pain until i had surgery and now i feel no pain and she's like Okay, you're really lucky. It's like they gave me from the time I woke up from the surgery, they gave me no more pain medication. You so, should sue them. Why? Well, no, I didn't need it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't need it. That's not that's not a valuable option. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I'm going to tell you, morphine is a hell of a drug. I, I had yes. some. They gave me they gave me a fair amount of it before the surgery. Um, but but none after, and Tylenol has uh has done the trick. So. 
I'm lucky in that respect, and we'll see. I meet the surgeon, meet with the surgeon this week to see how things are going. But uh, but I'm on the mend, and I'm back. And uh, oh, by the way, I need to remind you, uh, we've updated our privacy policy, so we need to make sure <laughs> that uh, you visit our website to read our new privacy policy. <laughs> Going full nuts with this, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's it ain't even close to being over yet. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, everybody? You're in for a long one. Yeah. Yeah. This one. <laughs> this ain't gonna be an easy one to slog through. I apologize. <laughs> Unlike <laughs> all the others. Yeah. Just, just bite your lip and bear it. Okay. <laughs> think of God, England. Think of England. Always thinking of England. <laughs> Why do I, I always think that have should to think be the England. name of our podcast? Just think of England, lay back and think of England. Yes. <laughs> anyway, we need to get to the getting. Yes, I and... actually have people who have um, texted me my my private number because I I didn't give that out. Ooh, your um, private <laughs> number. Yes, yes. Not so it wasn't um, at three two one seventy six jerks, right? No, but when I told them they needed because they had a take about what was going to certainly be something that we'd be talking about today. Um, and I'm like, you gotta, you know, call three two one seventy six jerks and and leave a message. And oh, I don't, you know, talking. Wow, no, no, that. there's nobody there. But <laughs> yes, there is. There is a number of people. That number is one. Um, it's possibly like three or four, honestly, that are very interested to hear. Um, no more of this banter and your physical update, but what is the hot button topic of the week, Tom? Well, there, are, there are several, but uh, the big one was the NFL. Uh, the NFL owners met in Atlanta this week, and they came up with a policy about the national anthem. Woohoo, our long national Finally. anthem is over. Finally, Tom. Finally. Uh, and so, and one would, one would hope, given that it is the most popular sport in the United States, that they would come up with something that, you know, made sense for everyone and didn't uh, single out uh, people uh, for uh, protesting and, and put targets on their backs for being quote-unquote unpatriotic. Uh, and that just, you know, was just a common sense uh, solution that maybe even or went something... back to the days of pre the armed forces paying the NFL there we go. to have national anthem celebrations. <laughs> Or they, or they do something where the NFL takes all of the brunt of it, like the NBA yeah. did, where the NBA just said it's a rule, and that's the end of it. Right. Like, Nobody... But but the NBA, and we'll I, I will I'll get to that because the NBA uh, is being considered the gold standard in this arena, and there's a reason, <laughs> and it's not because they mandate that their players stand; it's for other reasons. Um, but anyway, the NFL did none of what we just said. They did none of that. <laughs> Instead, they created some convoluted, the kind of rule that can only come from a league that cannot determine what a catch is. <laughs> Are you saying they bungled this time? I'm, I'm saying they Leon leaded the fuck out of this, okay? Oh, poor Leon Led. He'll never recover. And nor should he, okay? Oh. He's the guy that fumbled, that went the wrong way for the touchdown, isn't it? Uh, no, no. He was. What happened with Leon Lett was the Dolphins tried to kick a field goal. It went to shit, and the, all the uh, the Cowboys had to do was just let the ball roll dead, and everything would have been fine. And for some reason, Leon Lett decided to grab the ball, and uh, that made the ball live. And then the Dolphins just recovered, and that was the ball game. That's right. That's right. That's right. 
So yeah, so Leon Lett suffices here. Um, anyway, they uh, their policy is the players can remain in the locker room for the anthem if they choose. Should they choose? If they come out, they must stand. The end. No, wait, there's more. <laughs> there is there is a little more. There is a little more. Uh, and that is the teams must create a policy if they choose to fine anyone who does not stand for the anthem. If they, if they come out and don't stand, uh, the teams can impose penalties. And then also the league can impose penalties on teams or players if they do not stand after leaving the tunnel. So it's totally on the teams to do what they feel is right and best for their team, but also not at all. (laughs) And also we're now, it's not the whole team is staying in the locker room for the Anthem, which is what it was pre 2009. And it's, it's now, uh, okay. So fans can look at the sidelines and say, Oh, this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy are staying in the locker room. So they must be protesting. Or and, and that's great too. And that's not necessarily that, the case, but that's well, it. It's also it's it's kind of it's kind of annoying because like some players want to protest, but they also want to be with their team because right. the protest has nothing to do with their team or the politics they're in. They're just trying to show that they care, right? Or whatever. But they don't get that option anymore. You you can stand with your team, or you could hope that your entire team stays in the locker room with you but you can't go out there and show any politics or social understanding or, Oh, but wait, no, I guess you could. Cause I suppose you could make some sort of like John three sixteen on your eye black. Right. Oh, that's, that's evidently that's allowed because we've had that happen before. And you know, when that guy knelt during a game, it wasn't a big deal, but that wasn't during the Anthem. So heaven forbid. And we also, uh, can't have players using their their celebrity as a platform to uh, bring awareness to social issues. God forbid we do that. That's never happened in the NFL ever, right? Like no. players don't do that, no. right? No, no. no. I mean, I feel like they do, but if they like raise a fist during the anthem, like they have to no. stand and be respectful. I think is what the policy says. Oh, man, I wish Chris was here because he has the best take on this. The, the NFL should just move to a, a stance where all they do is just just everyone comes out for the national anthem and then everyone just stands there quietly for three hours while the national anthem plays <laughs> ad infinitum. <laughs> then they and turn around and go back in the locker room. <laughs> that seems like the most appropriate thing. Now, one other thing, Tom, before we get into the nuts and bolts here, um, they're going to make everyone in the stadium stand for the national anthem since we should stand at attention because that's why soldiers fight is for you to not have a choice. Um, so that's definitely happening too, right? There's not going to be any beer sales and people are going to be like called out in the, in the audience for not standing or for not showing respect, right? That's well, definitely going to happen. It's funny you mentioned that there are a couple of teams that have said they're going to stop concession sales during the anthem, well, but good. Not, it's not league wide. So you you could still buy beer because ain't nothing more American than buying a twelve dollar pint of watered down swill. <laughs> That's what but, our soldiers but it's during fight the, for. But it's during the anthem, Tom. I mean, shouldn't that be the most well, important you know, two and, and a half minutes? And, and the president, of course, calls this a win for himself because he can't <laughs> stay out of this, and then suggests that 
If you don't stand for the anthem, maybe you don't belong in the country. Demonstrating once again his vast scholarly constitutional knowledge. <laughs> Great understanding. Yeah, this guy, this guy, man, he knows he's forgotten more about the First Amendment than we'll ever know. Well, someday I hope to be a smart, but still a care. He's, he's yeah, a regular I, um, John Jay. I'm not I'm not very impressed by this, but also <laughs> it's an understatement. Um, I'm <laughs> also I'm I'm actually really like the one thing I am impressed by, I will say this much actually. I'm impressed at the NFL's ability to totally like shook and drive their way out of having any responsibility here whatsoever. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a fucking joke. Like it basically says, well, see, we told them to stand. What there you, you go. Want? Now they got to stand. Well, now they're standing. Start watching again. Yeah. Cause your ratings had everything to do with the Anthem and not nothing to do with the fact that you are hemorrhaging millennial viewers. Hemorrhaging. The numbers are out and the NFL is doing the worst generationally of any of the major sports, major professional. That's sports. crazy. So, so jumping on board the MAGA train is not really helping out the younger generation get involved in the, uh, the NFL movement, huh? No, uh, the NFL, uh, generally millennials watch less TV period. We know that we can't afford cable. <laughs> well, I mean, that is part of it. <laughs> Um, but they watch less TV, and the league, of course, can't settle simple things like what's a catch. So um, they're not, uh, millennials are not getting on board. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it also had to do with some of the social stigma surrounding the health issues uh, of players and, and how, the, how former players are being treated. Um, you want to wake up call about that, you need to watch the mo most recent episode of Real Sports with Brian Gumble on HBO, there's a really good story on there about uh, how the, uh, the settlement, the, the multi-billion dollar settlement that the NFL reached with the former players to take care of them, uh, how it's being administered and how it's basically has yet to pay out a single dime. I'm even shocked. Though, uh, there have been several legitimate claims. Many of them have been denied. For also shocked. Reasons. Yeah. Just right. super shocked. Isn't it? Aren't you? Aren't you? Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, so all of this I, is contributing, I think, to the millennial issue with the NFL. But the NBA doesn't have this issue. MLS does not have this issue. Uh, hell, even baseball and hockey don't have this issue compared to the way the NFL has it. Uh, and it has, so it's not, it's not uh, the kneeling for the anthem, <laughs> as, many, as much as many people would like to believe. That is not the problem. Uh, it's a generational issue with uh, TV ratings across the board being down for everything and millennials just are not in into football as other generations are. But let's, let's focus for a moment uh, on just and only just this um, ruling, this, this, yeah, yeah this new what, rule. What, what, <clears throat> what good does it do? Nothing. It does no good. It does, it does no one any good. The only people it does good for are people who don't read anything beyond a headline. They'll start watching again because those are the very same people that think that people who kneel are protesting the flag or the troops or the country and the people who think that the anthem is about the troops. Uh, those people will come back because they were gullible enough to leave in the first place. 
See, I I don't even know if that's true. This to me, this is Superman's red underwear. This is this is <laughs> this is hey guys, we did that thing that you were all complaining about, so everyone's happy now, right? It it doesn't seem very long sighted. Um well, no. I I think a much better solution, honestly, would have been to uh one, do nothing, which I know is impossible, so I'm not an idiot. But I think that would have probably made more people happy was to do nothing. Um, two, I think you have to accept that this is something that you're going to have to deal with, is that the millennials, the younger generation, whatever you want to call them, are going to sort of be involved in sports or in the future in general. Well, and and if you don't do s- and social issues, this is an activist right. generation. They're not going to be stopped from making social statements because this is a generation that's raised on social media. So they've been raised with a feel to, to feel that their opinion matters to people and they're going to make it heard whether people want to hear it or not. So the only way, the only way to avoid this, the NFL either forces everyone to be out there and stand like the NBA does, or Mm -hmm. you force all the players to remain in the locker room for the anthem as you did before 10 years ago. Yeah, but they're not giving up that sweet, sweet coin, Tom. And you well, know, they gave well up the did. coin. The DOD did away with that, that policy. So they you, gave you up don't the think coin. They, you don't think that there's, some, there's another way around for them. You know, like you don't think they're doing this as a way to try and create money. Where money need, where money is not currently. How so? I'm just I, I you can't think of a way that they can, you know, siphon off more dollars because of this somehow. Because of this, I mean, they're they're going to get back MAGA boy. Well, not just that, but I mean, like, don't you think that in the future they'd want to use? Oh, we have the national anthem where all the players come out and there's no problems. I, it just feels like that there's something amiss. Well, I mean, yeah, it's a feather in their cap as far as being America's sport. Yeah, but they they bungled it because they tried to have it both ways. And they can't you can't have it both ways. No, it's going to be one way or the other. Right. And to be honest, had they done nothing, the protest probably would have gone away. Anyhow, there were very few players protesting by the end of the season last year. Well, that's sort of always been like the hilarious running gag of all of this, which is. You know, had had Donnie and the Jets left everything alone, we wouldn't have actually heard about this, too. Like, it was basically two guys on the 49ers, and then there was a young woman uh, who played, I think, the Women's Soccer League. And that was pretty much it. And then it became, somehow it became a, a 2016 election issue. And I'm still well, not no. sure how I mean, that well, happened. That was, this happened in 2017, so. Well, the 2016 election prolongs because we're still oh, we're still you. not over we're that still litigating yeah. that yeah that's still that's still being worked on yeah. in back rooms um, <laughs> um i get what you're saying there but yeah it's it's the reason why the protest got bigger was because the president called nfl players sons of bitches and <laughs> that uh pissed a lot of players off who weren't kneeling before and decided well guess what you don't want me to do this i'm gonna do it now so Tom, we, we we frequently let people know that if the world just listened to us, it would be a better place. True. Um, what what do you think 
would have been a better solution here. You you put the teams back in the locker room for the anthem. You and eliminate you eliminate the platform for the players to protest that way. You you still retain using the local national guard or military, which is part of their community outreach, and it's not a paid thing for presentation of colors and for fighter jet flyovers and whatever else you do that's all patriotic and whatever. But mm-hmm. do the players need to be out there for the anthem? They don't. It's not. I mean, it doesn't matter one way or the other. You know, it's it's again, they weren't before 2009. So all of you people that are like, oh, it's part of the game. You stand and respect that flag and the country that gave you the right to play football. And you're wrapping yourself in the flag under false patriotism. And, and you people like you just need to be phased out. I have no use for people like that. <laughs> I just don't. Because you don't people who people who truly believe that know zero about the story behind that song and behind that flag and what actually is written in the constitution that our troops supposedly fight for. Though I can't imagine how the war in Iraq relates to my right to free speech, but that's a whole other discussion. So there's this great thing on Reddit and uh, it's probably elsewhere too, but it's one of my favorite things on the internet period. It's the, um, the country, the, the country balls. Have you seen these? No. So like um, every country is represented by like a little ball and uh, like Amer- the America ball, it's a, it's an American flag and it's got like sunglasses on and it wears like a ball cap and it's, it's just America. If America was a little ball gotcha. and w- one of the better memes about it is whenever they hear about there being a little bit of oil somewhere, wherever that may be, America ball shows up and says, I hear you guys could use some freedom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I think I think it was a missed opportunity, a boat that has since gone the way of the dodo. Um, But this is the solution. And honestly, if you think it's a pile of garbage, too, I agree. So you should talk to me about it and we can have conversations. Yeah. If you if you uh, look, I if you're one of these people that were like, I gave up on the NFL because people were kneeling during the anthem. You have bigger issues. Seek therapy. (laughs) I gave up on the NFL a bit because people were just getting their heads caved in and I was kind of growing tired of that. That's a whole different thing. (laughs) Completely separate issue. Like I still, I still like the NFL more than I I can, you know, bring myself to admit, but also I'm concerned that people are getting their heads caved in. I think that's bad. Now I'm a grown adult. I've made that (laughs) conscious decision. (laughs) Look at you. He can be taught. Well, I mean, you know, let's let's not say anything crazy here. It's just it's just my one man's opinion, Tom. <laughs> Can we talk about my second favorite thing in the world, though? Please. My second favorite thing in the world is LeBron James and how right I am about him. So let's. Oh let, God. Yes, yes. Tell me, tell me secretly, you were hoping he wouldn't make the finals, right? You well, I tell. always hope he doesn't make the finals. <laughs> That's like, that's the only thing I look for in the NBA season. Because, I mean, it's not like the, because it's not like the magic are worth watching. So I root for LeBron to fail. That's it. (laughs) So it has to be weird to understand what it's like to be a Yankee fan, a Yankee non-fan, right? Like, no, I understand. I understand now what it was like for people to hate Michael Jordan. Like, that's what, that's what it is. It's, I loved him. Didn't understand why people hated him. 
I get it now. I get like I get it now. I get it. Now. If you're not aware, LeBron James decided to put the entire city of Cleveland mm-hmm. on his back, and once again, it was LeBron James. And I'm quoting. I think it might have been uh, TNT or what? This is not me. So. Um, <laughs> LeBron James and four plumbers got into the finals. <laughs> I saw that. Somebody posted that meme on uh, on Facebook today. It was the Patriots <laughs> lost the Super Bowl because Brady couldn't catch a pass. Uh, uh, what's his name from the Bruins? Licks people on the ice and the Bruins get eliminated from the playoffs. The Celtics lose game seven at home to LeBron and four plumbers. And, uh, so I can't wait to see what the Red Sox do this year. Yes. LeBron James is the Boston. greatest basketball player of all time. That's it. I, you can make an you I'm can not, make the argument against. It's yeah, fine. I, I am, don't care. And, and look, we've 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 agreed to disagree on that one point, but we've talked about how he belongs in the conversation, and that no one will ever settle on who is the one greatest player ever because the eras are so different. I mean, you could make an argument for Wilt and for Bill Russell. And yes. for Jordan and for LeBron and, you know, maybe some crackpot with a lot of Polaroids and red string on his wall will make the argument for Kobe. But um, <laughs> Charlie Day, <laughs> I mean, you know, people like that. <laughs> um, but it, it this is a feat that is yet as yet unmatched that LeBron did. I mean, for him to. <laughs> For him to <laughs> will his team to win that series and in the seventh game play all 48 minutes, um, which he said in the past he could not do. Like he admitted, he's like, I can totally play all 48 during the regular season, but I play much harder in the playoffs and I would die if I played 48 <laughs> minutes uh, in the postseason. And he did it, and he's alive. Uh <laughs> Although we don't know how alive he is, and we won't know that until the finals. Where we might not, and we still don't know who the finals are going no, to be. No, in fact, because... Game 7 is going on uh, right now. As we record this, the Rockets and the Warriors are playing. Uh, Chris Paul is not playing. Yeah, the Rockets were up. I was listening to the to Game 6, and the Rockets were up 17 points, yeah. or 12 points, or something ridiculous. And I'm like, oh, that's going to be it. I guess, uh, you know, the Rockets are going to go play uh, the Cavs or something or whatever. And then I turned, I found out they lost by like 23. Yeah. It's funny. The Rockets right now, as I'm looking at it, as we record this, the Rockets are up four points near the end of the first quarter. But if the Rockets go on to win, the Rockets, I think will be the first team to win a seven game series in the playoffs after losing two games or more by 25 points. (laughs) Like they've been, these games have all almost all been blowouts in this series one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, you know, and, and we'll, you know, we'll see who's going to go, go play LeBron and four plumbers uh, in the next <laughs> round. Those plumbers are, they're, they're, they're so happy. Tom. Those are some happy plumbers. <laughs> they're all getting new wrenches. They're all getting new wrenches. <laughs> LeBron's going to go out and buy them some sweet new copper pipes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but uh, yeah, so we'll see who who they end up playing in the finals. Uh, It'll be Golden State or Houston. And does LeBron have enough gas to win a title? That is the real Um, question here. So to me, honestly, to me, Houston feels like the Eagles 
in that yeah. if you told me that LeBron was going to go play Houston in the finals, I'd be like, oh, LeBron's going to get another ring. But I said the same thing for three weeks about uh, Nick Foles, and I have many <laughs> egg on my face. Yeah, it, the the Rockets feel like that team that no matter what horrible things happen to them, they still manage to succeed somehow. <laughs> um, so, I, yeah, I'm with you. I, I have a feeling uh, this is the Rockets' year, but who knows? By the time people hear this episode, we could be totally wrong. Well, that and, like, here's another question to you, though. Let's assume we are totally wrong. And it is another Warriors Cavs finals. That's not, that's not, that is that the best story? Is, I mean, cause that's four in a row. <laughs> that, that is, that is the worst possible thing that can happen for the NBA at this point. Like, it, so, it's, it's, ter- that is terrible. If it's the Warriors and yeah. the Cavs again, their ratings are going to sink to a new low <laughs> for the finals. They will certainly be lower than last year. People, people who are not hardcore NBA fans are tired of hearing about the Warriors and the Cavaliers. I just think uh, the only thing I find most impressive about this whole thing, and yes, this is my fanboy showing, but also it's very true. Um, I'm it, this is nine years in a row that the finals have had LeBron James in it. Is it nine or eight? It, either eight or nine. I, I thought eight. it was. I think it was eight last year. Uh, well, like, let's la- just, it's the better part of a decade. The man's been in the finals every year. The vast, yeah, the vast majority of the decade. Like all like, of the aughts or all of the teens, basically. All of the teens. All of the that's, teens, the man's been in the finals. That's astonishing. That's it why is. I'm, it that's is. why I'm saying there's, that he's number one. But like you said, to begin this whole conversation, We'll never know because LeBron and Michael didn't play next to each other. So who's to say? Right. I mean, it was the, the game is so different now than what it was when Michael played. Yes. But I have, I have news. I have story. I. So before we get into the full crux of next it issue, let me go into the world of fake sports for just a second. Ooh, fake sports. Did you did you hear about this? That um. The ink is pretty much dried, and it's one Billy into Vinnie McMahon's pockets, but SmackDown's going to, going to, going Fox. to Fox. Yeah, SmackDown's going to be on network TV uh, in the fall, and it's going to expand. It's going to be longer. Yeah, great. But uh, didn't, didn't, he, didn't he divest himself of uh, WWE stock so he could buy pay for the new XFL? Yeah, yeah. I mean, people divest themselves of their businesses all the time and then stay with them, Tom. Come on, keep up. Um, <laughs> I once knew a guy who, who suggested his friends should divest themselves of cargo shorts. <laughs> That's much better. But <laughs> I have a feeling that the reason why the WWE is now on the FOX, aside from being uh, the precursor to MagaVision Worldwide. Yeah, yeah. You think maybe that had something to do with it? They're bringing back Last Man Standing and now SmackDown. So anyway, without knowing, you know, for sure what the reasoning is, um, I think the reason why this is happening more than any is because, um, I, well, because ESPN basically bought the UFC. Well, yeah, that's the other thing that happened this week is that the UFC signed a huge deal with ESPN. Uh, broadcast deal, streaming rights, five years. Uh, the whole package, 30 events a year over the next five years will be on ESPN and its family of uh, networks and the ESPN Plus app. Now, does that mean that 
30 events is the amount of events that are run on UFC TV. No, this is what ESPN will carry 30 UFC events. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so 10, I, I, what I'm, 10 I'm just... main cards on ESPN's TV networks and 20 events on ESPN plus. So and... the UFC, okay. Well, I was going to be kind of like, oh man, the UFC runs 30 events a year, but then I think about all like the sidecar events and yeah. all the non-particulars and you know what? That's, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. And then they're but also going to really do th- prelims for all of the UFC pay-per-views and that all begins. Yeah. Next just like year. they were on like Fox Sport, uh, fight exactly. sports or yes. yeah. Um, but I, I genuinely think that the reason for that, uh, for this happening, is because Fox couldn't uh, get its hands on the UFC. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Fox has the UFC TV rights right now, but the deal is the deal's expiring. But it's funny because ESPN paid $150 million uh, for... Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. No. Let's see. Yeah, I was going to say one and a half one... billion, one and a half yeah. billion over the five years, three hundred million a year for five years. Uh, Fox, instead of paying that, they were paying a hundred million a year for UFC Fox, so they tripled the UFC tripled its fees in the ESPN deal, and Fox is paying two hundred a year for SmackDown, just SmackDown. I know, I know. Um. You know, honestly, I uh, I gotta think that uh, <laughs> I gotta think that ESPN kind of overpaid. Well, for the certainly UFC. they did. I mean, it's it's clear they did, but they're getting a bunch more programming. Like, yeah, and Fox also, is getting is, one show. This is all. Well, see, that's not entirely po- true. They might be getting something else, but I think that UFC like is the it's just another stone. In the Disney Infinity yeah, Gauntlet, yeah, that's of exactly what this is. That's what this like they, is. They had to go get Sports Stone, you know? <laughs> right? Right. Well, that's the thing. ESPN already broadcasts the NFL, the NBA, or no, they don't. Well, yeah, they do some NBA, the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball. They do some Major League Soccer. Um, they don't fuck with the NHL, so that's <laughs> the the trash stone in the Infinity Gauntlet, I guess. <laughs> that's that's the one that nobody's going after. Yeah. You're they do college. They do college football. One. They do the college football <laughs> national championship, uh, and now the UFC. Uh, in addition, they're going to throw uh, fight night events, Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender, and Fight Pass programming on the ESPN Plus app. So uh, they they got all the UFC. So here's what here's one thing that people are questioning. There's I have no. I, this is no proof. This is just what I've been hearing. Um, and I think I might have seen somebody report on it, but it's a report on a rumor. So, you know, that's yeah. a lot of good stuff. <laughs> we'll talk about um, that later. Yeah, trust me. I know. Um, there is um, one thing that may come to pass because of this. Tom, you love watching the Super Bowl for free, right? <laughs> uh, it's the only way I'll watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> right, right. And that's reasonable. So what if I told you there was another event that you could watch that's Super Bowl-like that would be for free? Ooh, uh, I guess it would depend on what it is, but okay, I'm game. So here's here's the rumor. Um, Fox isn't just getting SmackDown. They're going to go ahead and broadcast WrestleMania live like it was the Super Bowl. That seems both 
forward thinking and the stupidest idea I've ever heard at the same time. <laughs> that's that's really buckling in for the long haul. Isn't it's, it? <laughs> it's I mean you're 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 doubling down there. You're just basically saying like man. Yeah, fuck with real sports. Like we're we're gonna do this. <laughs> you get the fake well, sports now. <laughs> it's a hell of an event. Like WrestleMania. It does... is. I'm not. I'm not disputing that. So maybe that's the reason. I don't know. I mean, the I spectacle have... and all of that. I get it because it is the Super Bowl of wrestling. Yes, but it's the the most important fake I, thing ever. Yeah, right. <laughs> what I don't understand is why WWE would do that when. And granted, they're not going to lose a lot of people, a lot of like subscribers to the WWE network based on WrestleMania alone. But you'll probably lose a few and you're going to lose I... the pay-per-view money. Yeah. Well, well, that that money's kind of already sort of dried up anyway. Well, I but... imagine so, given that it's a way better deal to purchase a subscription to WWE network. Correct. Um. So I don't I don't. It doesn't make sense to me for the WWE to do that unless they figure the exposure is worth the lost revenue. Um, well, I think it has more to do with the fact that, you know, the wrestling always wants to be taken seriously, even though it, it, yeah. it's completely not. <laughs> yeah. It always wants to be relevant. It always wants to be something people are talking about. That's the point of it. Yeah, it, is, um, it is definitely the, the Rashid Wallace of sports. Oh, my God. What, where did you even find that reference? Like, did you have to go, like, did you unearth something to get that? It's really Good funny, Lord. actually. I had to speak an incantation, and then a tree. I have a tree out back that has references <laughs> on it, and the tree wakes up, and it glows, and then this little reference just sort of floats down <laughs> out of the tree into my hand. The, the, the reference tree. The reference tree. <laughs> That's that should be a Shell Silverstein book, I think. <laughs> the reference tree by Shell Silverstein. <laughs> oh, that should be a shirt somewhere. <laughs> oh, reference tree. I need to refer to a a B level NBA player who could have been something, but really, really just wanted people to know that he could have been something. If I had a reference tree in my backyard, it would have died seven years ago. <laughs> yeah, you killed you killed it like the little fucker in the giving tree. <laughs> it did what it needed to do for him. Yeah, yeah, he cut it down and turned it into a canoe that he didn't really need. He How sat the... on the stump. Fuck that shit. That poor sat bastard the... tree. <laughs> poor but bastard if you, tree. If you, if you had a reference tree, that's exactly what would happen to him. <laughs> oh, reference tree, I'm so sorry I cut you down and used you, you for lumber. You would have dried it up years ago. <laughs> I feel like that, that should be the new O'Tannon. Oh, <laughs> reference tree. Oh, reference tree. Uh, I, just I got, need you for my is. comedy. It's the, it's the, the Two Jerks <laughs> holiday special. Where the hell are we? Special. I don't know. I don't know how we got here. <laughs> I, 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 I think somewhere we passed a sign. I, I don't know. <laughs> we got to pull over and ask this guy with no teeth for directions. <laughs> now, you know, you know what would go with my reference tree? Oh, what? Nice tall glass of reference tea. <laughs> oh, oh, made from the leaves of the reference tree. <laughs> from, from Lake Minnetonka. 
<laughs> if you arrange the leaves just so, you can read a message. <laughs> the message is actually the script for Ready Player One. Oh, wow. And there we are, folks. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Why couldn't we be this odd when we had major celebrities? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> I, saw, I don't have a wisdom tree. <laughs> the, wisdom tr the wisdom tree is long extinct. <laughs> <laughs> There's only a couple of those left. <laughs> those are long gone. <laughs> they stopped making those in the 60s. <laughs> You're probably right. You're probably right. <gasps> okay. So, okay. uh, so yeah, so you're hearing that WrestleMania may be part of this Fox deal and, uh, UFC is going to ESPN. And if, if the head of ESPN closes his fist, <laughs> all the players in the NFL, all the players in the NFL will stand for the anthem. Ah, <laughs> oh, good stuff. Isn't it though? Isn't it? Yeah, let's move let's on. Move. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. We need to. to geek stuff, nerd stuff, because we've spent 45 minutes on three stories. Oh, no. You know what? Like 10 minutes of that was reference tree, and that was the best. Okay. <laughs> Are you going to sit there? That's always the way. No, that's Are always the way. There? The best thing in the show comes from something not even on the rundown. You glib bastard and tell me that <laughs> reference tree isn't hilarious. Oh. Hey, I came up with it. I'm not going to deny it, okay? <laughs> you can't. Automatically, I'm written right out. No, I said reference tree, and then we went off on a hilarious tangent. Fine. But let's, Fine. let's call a spade a spade here. I planted the seed of the reference tree. Oh, my God. I watered it. I nurtured it. I watched it grow. I sang to it. Fine. Move on. And it, it bore fruit of Rashid Wallace. <laughs> You're a bastard. You would never have reference tree if it wasn't for me. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. Who's the one that edits these things? <laughs> wow. What a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Revisionist history. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <clears throat> Geek okay. stuff, nerd stuff. It's the Memorial Day weekend. Which means a big movie came out, because that's always what happens. And this year it was a Star Wars movie, Solo, a Star Wars story, which we've talked about many times on this show. And uh, Rick, you saw it. I did. I actually did. did. Not a lot of other people did, though. <laughs> because... No, um, apparently not. I was not aware of that going into it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, evidently, uh, while it did bring in about $150 million worldwide, that was way below expectations. Um, let's see, 101 domestic and, uh, so another 40 some worldwide, oh, 65. So anyway, it tanked in China and it has gotten mixed reviews. Yeah. Well, you know, before we get into the, the. The but it hasn't even done as well as Rogue One, which was the other standalone Star Wars film. Um, the thing that I find most amazing about um, what happened here with this uh, is that with this movie is that um, of all things like comic book Twitter 
has been nothing but glowing about this movie. Well, that's the thing. The thing I'm seeing is is the hardcore fans are are liking it just fine. Uh, it's the the uh, the slightly more casual Star Wars fans that are not liking it, and and the people who are uh, not really Star Wars fans are liking it okay. They're sort of lukewarm to it. But the biggest negative reaction I've gotten is is from the the I'll call them for lack of a better term sane Star Wars fans. <laughs> I don't know what you quantify me as. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess I. Oh, God, I hate to say this, but I put you in that area. Oh no! <laughs> oh God, we are we are truly doomed. It yeah, is the end I'm times. Calling the you, I'm calling you sane. Opened. That's it. <laughs> Klaatu Barada Nikto. That's it. <laughs> I said the words. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, because you, you know, didn't dress up as a stormtrooper for your wedding. That's basically the the, the bar here. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I I was I was really lucky. Um, one of my good buddies um, decided for me since uh, we were both not doing anything on Saturday that we were going to go see Solo, whether I liked it or not. Uh, because as you um, so eloquently pointed out in our pre-show notes, Rick, what are you doing at a movie theater? <laughs> yeah, I said, what? who are you? Because yeah. you're Mr. Anti-Movie Theater, and the last three big movies that have come out, you've seen them opening week. Yeah, well, I mean, actually Infinity four. War. Actually, four. What? Infinity War? Solo, Black Panther. Am I forgetting Oh, one? yeah, Black Panther. Yeah, I was lucky on that and, one. And uh, what but was I, the other one? Uh, uh, Deadpool. Oh, that's right. Yeah, which I still haven't seen. I've seen it twice now. It it does it does not lose anything. Um, but how? What do you want me to talk about here, Tom? What, well, what, what do I you mean, want? just tell me. For, tell me what you thought of it. Let's go okay. there. We'll start there, and we'll then we'll drill down from there. All right, fair enough. Um, I was just not impressed. Um, for starters, and perhaps the biggest issue I had with the whole movie was. It was filmed in, you know, Snyder-esque sepia tone. Yikes. It was, it was just, it was an unattractive film. Um, and I, I thought it was just sort of part of a gimmick. Like, the first two minutes of the movie are very, 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 very dark because it's all subterranean and, you know, it's Han living underground reasons. Um, but then there's like the sequence where he like throws a rock through a window and that sheds some light on a situation. And I said, Oh, okay. It was really dark to begin with so that they can do this big reveal. And now we can see everything and everything's bright again. Like that, that made a certain amount of sense to me. Uh -huh. um, I was wrong. <laughs> uh, that was not the case at all. It just continued to be a very poorly lit film. We'll go with. Wow. If that, yeah, I don't, I don't know why. I don't I don't know what the point of it was. I don't understand why it was that way. It just it was and there's no getting around it. Now see, um, and you're the only person and I've cause I've read some reviews and seen some people post on Facebook about it. And you're the only person I've seen mention this. So I mean, maybe it was my theater. Maybe well, I mean, it was my be, theater. It could be that your projector needed a new bulb. I don't know. But I mean, you're probably correct. It's just either Either there were other issues more glaring to people than that, or there were people who were willing to overlook that. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to that, but I'm just pointing out, you're observing. You're the only one that's mentioned it. So for me, like, okay, as you said at the start of this, I am 
a sane fan. I would consider yeah, myself more casual, just casual, casual Star Wars fan. Yeah. I, I like Star Wars. I, I have no major issues or qualms with it. So I'm watching the movie with the hopes of it being entertaining. Uh-huh. I don't really care if it fits the canon or anything like that or blows my skirt up. I, I don't care either way. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go home feeling probably no different about this movie one way or the other. But I am also, you know, investing at least my time into this movie. So I would like for it to not be garbage. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that's, a, um, that's a fair criterion to have. Yeah, like maybe I wanted this to not be terrible. But it just, it never got beyond boring. It was just, there were, uh, okay, so this is not a spoiler because it doesn't have anything to do with any. But this will explain my buddy who I saw the film with, his biggest critique of the whole film. At one point, there are random sort of stone pyramids, we'll call them, just sort of sticking out of the ground, okay? Mm-hmm. They're just on a side of a beach. They're just for scenery. They they have no purpose other than to just be there, okay? okay? Yeah. That is their entire purpose. They are serving their purpose. They didn't take the eyelets out of them so or cover them up or bury them in the sand. So these random rock statues just sort of sit there because nobody bothered to make it look like they shouldn't. That's it. I'm not sure I follow. I'm not, I'm not sure I understand. Okay. So there are rocks, right? Yeah. And these rocks are just sort of sitting there. They're not doing anything. Right. Um, but also, they're not adding anything to the film by being there and nobody bothered nobody bothered making them look like they should belong in a film like this. Okay, okay, I gotcha. They're just they're just there. That's all they're there to do is to just be there. But also there's eyelets on them so you can see where they had to bring a crane in to sit them down. Weird. I don't know why they're there. I don't know what purpose they served. Other than to just be there. And I don't know why you wouldn't take the eyelets out. <laughs> I don't know. But that was, that's sort of like this m- missing attention to, to detail that kind of drove him nuts, which I can understand. Now, anyway, you said something else too when you, when we were talking about it. You yeah. said uh, campy and fan servicey in the worst yes, way. Yes, in the worst kind of way. Elaborate. Uh, have you ever wanted to know why his name is Solo? Oh, God, like that? Have you, Tom? Never. No, didn't care. Uh, well, you get to find out why his name is Solo really early on. Well, and it's, um, oh, God. it's for a reason. Well, see, here's <laughs> the thing. That was something that they were like, when they first were talking about the movie, the original directors, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, uh, they were like, yeah, we're gonna, it's going to be about, you know, how Han Solo got his name. And people are like, what? His real name is not Han Solo? And they're like, no, no, no. Like how he made a name for himself as a smuggler. Well, no, apparently they were correct. It's also literally how he got his name. Very literally, yes. Oh, my God. That's like, terrible. Super. Like what's super the literal. point of that? So that you know what his name is? They already know what his Oh, God. <laughs> and it's more shit like that. Um, so there's that. There's um uh you finally get to see uh Wookiee subtitles. Really? Yeah, so that's kind of cool, right? That's that's actually kind of shitty. 
but okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm not, I'm I'm sorry to be like one of those, the one of those guys, the purists, but why start now? Like, you did a whole holiday special in 78 with an hour of Wookiee and no, there were no subtitles and it was all Wookiees talking to each other. You get, you get to see, you get to see Wookiee talk. Wonderful. And, and see that all that does uh, is make me want to go back and have them add it now to all the other movies. <laughs> and that would be, and then, I, but I'm also vehemently against the special editions. So this, that's bad. I'm gonna have an aneurysm over that. So also, it's not constant. It's only literally the first time they meet. What the? F- Are you? <laughs> it just stops. And and even though you can read what he's saying, finally. Han still answers him with by you know in a way that you understand what he said. What the fuck? <laughs> so what's the point then? Because people have always complained that you don't get to see uh, what the Wookiee's saying. Uh, uh. We do get an answer for why it's twelve parsecs. Well, that's good because that's a measure of distance and not time. <laughs> so. That Lucas painted them into a corner 40 years ago that they had to work their way out of. Yeah, we get that answered. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's all right. We get a really interesting shoehorning of Lando apparently is like pan try. All right, well, here's okay. every sexual. All right, all right get all right. Let I want to discuss this because people are freaking the fuck out about this. I'm not freaking out about it. I just thought it was really weird. <laughs> so, all right. So, so Donald Glover has said, yeah, I think Lando is pansexual. And that's the fine. Writers, Lawrence and Jake Kasdan have said the same thing. Um, and Donald Glover's rationale is like, look, it's space, man. Like there's more than just men and women. And he's way out in space for a long time. Like at some point, why wouldn't you explore other horizons? Because it's there. Uh, yeah. So, is there something like overtly in the movie where it's indicated that that's the case? Because all I thought was this is just something that Donald Glover has said that's pissed fans off. Well, can you like tag this? I don't want this to because like I don't I don't know if this is a spoiler or not. So well, maybe tag I just, it. Just yes or no. Just give me a yes. There's, or no there there is a there is a line of dialogue that explicitly states that men and droids have been banging. Okay. All right. Well, men and droids. All right, that's different because like there are like feminine sort of droids. Uh huh. <clears throat> All right, so that's not like he's you know it doesn't imply that he's like banging big blobs of you know goo huts and stuff like we okay or banging <laughs> dudes, which is the thing. Nah, that, well, which is the there, thing that people are really pissed off about. Let's well, call that's a spade fine. A spade. And that that I, I'm actually totally fine with that. I could give a shit. The idea, though, that he's, you know, smashing circuit boards is kind of bizarre to me. It's it bizarre. It's not something that's ever been in a Star Wars film before. <laughs> so I can understand it feeling slightly out of place. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> I wonder how much of this has to do with the director change. I don't because, know. Because, you know, all of the indications that came out before Phil Lord and Chris Miller were fired and Ron Howard was brought in were that, you know, they were going for some a more uh a lighter sort of more comedic take on things, which makes some sense given that Han Solo is really the funniest character in the Star Wars films. He's the one Oh, there was supposed to be most comedy of the in this jokes. Movie? Well, initially, and then Ron Howard came in and I guess they didn't do that. I don't know. 
There, there was there was comedic mm. moments, but I mean, we don't know how much I, of it was reshot or rewritten or any of that. I wouldn't call this a comedy <clears throat> unless you want a comedy of well, errors. No, I guess. They, I mean, uh, evidently Lucasfilm didn't want that, which is why they fired the original directors. Oh, that would have been nice to have some sort of level of humor, though. It would have been wonderful to have that instead of constant dour. And this was dour, which is not the way they're marketing this film at all. It was dour to me. Yeah, well, I mean, you see things through a prism of a certain level of dour. Let's not be true. No, I mean, but also, but I saw I'm with, not saying I, I don't saw believe with two people. You. I saw it with two people who listen to our show on occasion, but even that is casual for them. So, like, and they all agreed that this was this was it was not great. Yeah, and that's that right there is the overwhelming response from people is it was not great. And you know what? I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because look at it like this. Lucasfilm is going to put out one, if not two star Wars movies every year for ever. They're not all going to be great. No, there doesn't need to be clunkers, but there will be. It's inevitable. They're not all going to be great. By the way, from now on, whenever you say inevitable, you have to say Mr. Anderson first. Oh, Lord. (laughs) They're not all going to be great. I mean, you look at Marvel's output. Marvel, there have been some clunkers in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, too. Thor the Dark World is pretty terrible. Nobody talks about Thor the Dark World. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, you know, people forget that Incredible Hulk is technically part of Marvel Cinematic Universe. I kind of like that That was the movie. least clunky of clunkers. I, I mean, like, I kind of like that movie, but a lot of people hate it. Um, there are some people that feel like uh, that the first Thor ain't so great, or Iron Man 2, or Iron Man 3. So Yeah, I would watch all of those movies twice before I ever watch Solo again. Though. Wow, even Thor yeah. 2? Yeah, Thor 2 at least had, like, superheroes in it. Wow. Right, would have been that's... nice to see some Force-sensitive people in a Star Wars movie. That would have been Well, cool. I mean, that's the thing, though. Then people would have bitched about that, because this is supposed mm-hmm. to be about that corner of the Star Wars universe. Oh, now, you still sorry. haven't seen Last Jedi. No, but that's, that's, just, that's just bad timing on my part. Yeah, that... but that's the thing. What I'm saying is that might have... Most people who are going to see this movie have already seen Last Jedi and gotten that itch scratched. For Force-sensitive people, is what I'm saying. Which, Last Jedi is coming on Netflix in a couple of weeks. So you yeah, know. yeah, a buddy of mine told me that, too. I'm, I'm really... really curious to hear what your thoughts are on that, because of how controversial Well, I mean, I unfortunately, I watch TV and pay attention to social media, so 90% of the major things have been spoiled. I'm sure, and I don't, I mean, that's... I know that you can still look at a movie and decide whether the story makes sense and the movie is well done. That's true. A major death. Even uh, even knowing is... spoiler, like that's not going to, a spoiler, right. you knowing a spoiler is not going to affect that. No, correct. A major death does not necessarily mean that the movie is good or bad. Correct. It, it, knowing going in. Right. Right. Because it's, if it makes sense in the story, it makes sense in the story. Mm-hmm. Period. Um, anyway. All right, so Solo, kind of a disappointment. We have uh, a little more Star Wars news coming up shortly here. But, Rick, I want to talk about Watchmen. Okay. I, I, I mean, it was a good book. No, no, movie? not that Watchmen. Oh, movie was all right. Not that one either. 
Ah. Yeah. The, the HBO pilot that's being made of Watchmen. Uh, oh, right. Being yeah. spearheaded I mean, The by, Leftovers uh, is pretty good. By Damon Lindelof, who did The Leftovers <laughs> and Lost and Star Trek Into Darkness. <laughs> and I will never My forgive name. him for that. My name is Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> God. Um, <laughs> this week, uh, Damon Lindelof wrote an open letter to Watchmen fans on Instagram. And uh, did you read the letter, Rick? I read enough of it. <laughs> I read the whole thing. And I, I am I am no fan of Damon Lindelof. I'll tell you that. But I will say this. The letter was done very cleverly because for most of it, it he uses the all different time periods at once device that Dr. Manhattan uses in the original Watchmen book, which is kind of cool. Um, and basically outlines his relationship with the material and how much he loves it. And um, what he's basically saying to fans is, look, here's what this is so that you don't crucify me later, <laughs> which is, it is not an adaptation of the Watchmen miniseries. I'm kind of okay with that because we had a movie already. It's not a sequel, necessarily. He's calling it a remix. So it exists in the same universe as Watchmen. The original Watchmen story happened. It is canon for what they're doing. But it takes place after that, but it's not entirely a sequel. I don't know what that part means, but there are some new characters. Uh, some old characters are being shown in different ways, he says. Uh, and the, this is going to be a pilot and maybe a series on HBO. And that's the extent of it. Um, there are two things I want to discuss. Okay. The first is what they are doing with Watchmen in terms of what I just said. Now, it's not an adaptation. It's this. It's not that. Whatever. The actual nuts and bolts of what's happening. How do you feel about that as a Watchmen fan? Because when I read the letter... I thought I turned to my wife and I said, Rick's going to have an aneurysm. No, it wasn't that it, it, here. Okay. Eventually, even someone of my epic levels of nerd rage, just sort of, I, I can't get it up anymore for this shit, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need some nerd rage Viagra? I need something because like, Oh, we're redoing, you know, this is going to be different. It's going to be more now. It's going to be whatever. Man, I read that book 20 years ago. Leave me alone. <laughs> I, I am so done. I, I watched the movie. I bought your fucking six-hour special edition. I watched that with the Black Freighter spliced in. And then I was like, okay, I'm spent. Like, that's it. You know, all of the nut that I had for that movie and those books – it's gone, man. <laughs> so you didn't read, uh, but you didn't read like uh, what was it called? After Watchmen or Before Watchmen? Before Watchmen or or uh, the the new thing with Doctor Manhattan in it? Oh right, right with the new with the new new fifty two. The, yeah. the fifty two yeah. new. The fifty two new. The fifty two new with the Watchmen in the universe now. That yeah, I'm 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 way I'm way past cool on this, Tom. Like I got nothing <laughs> for you. Um, and it's because I just. How, how much more do you want from me? Like, again, it's a seminal book. I tell anyone who gets into comic books, you should read Watchmen. Just like I would tell them to read Batman Year Zero, uh, Year One. Well, Year Zero now. Um, but at some point, even I, of endless nerd boner, 
have to let these things go. <laughs> Stick the needle in and drain it. It's just like, you know, I can only like I, it's been longer than four hours. It's been like seven. <laughs> so I I got to go talk to a, a female or male doctor, maybe somebody who just looks good. Someone who's going to appreciate my gigantic nerd boner that <laughs> won't go away. And maybe tell me that it's going to be all right. Like, oh I need that at this point for Watchmen. So is there anyone out there who wants to tell me it's going to be OK? Then great. Um, but I, I don't suspect there is. So <laughs> what do you want from me? Not, what do you nothing, people want from me? I, I was just curious what you were thinking. And I, to be honest, I think that's kind of cool because I was not too keen on seeing yet another adaptation of the comic because I felt like for Better or for worse, the Zack Snyder movie is as close as a verbatim adaptation you're going to get. Of and I thought it was perfectly fine. Right. Like perfectly it, it's fine. not it. The movie is flawed because it's made by Zack Snyder, but it is. I, I don't know how as a fan of Watchmen, anyone could say it wasn't as close as we are going to get to lifting the pages. And and have you ever heard me complain about that? Book? I have never heard about you that complain about that. Never. No. Never. I've heard others complain, but not you. Right. And the reason why I don't complain about it is I much like you just said, I I think we've met the limit on that one. I think we're there. I I it was really kind of cool. That's all. Yeah. That's and what I, mean, I got for you. Look, let's be fair. I mean, Alan Moore, who created Watchmen, has said himself. The story's not made for a movie or a television show or whatever. It was made for a comic book. That's it. So instead of going against Alan Moore's wishes or retreading familiar ground or any of that, Damon Lindelof and his team are doing something new with those tools. I don't necessarily see a problem with that. I don't either. And um, it doesn't I, mean I'm the, like chomping at the bit to watch it, but well, I'm not upset about it. So as you said, you know, there was a letter and I did read enough of it to know what was in it. Um, I thought it was really cool that he wrote the letter, but I also thought it was really pathetic that we needed a letter. Exactly. And that is the other thing I wanted to discuss with you was the writing of this letter at all. I think it, I agree with you. I think it was cool of him to do it given that there is so much emotion wrapped up in this particular property. Um, but yeah, the fact that we live in a time where he felt the need to do that is pretty disheartening. Yes. If we've gotten to now a stage as a, as a geek culture where a creator feels the need to I don't want to say apologize, but that's kind of like what this was. Apologize for the work before we've ever seen it. Mm -hmm. To avoid basically just being drawn and quartered by geeks online. That's horrible. And that's where we are. That's exactly where we are. <laughs> that's where we have to be now. And, and that's terrible. Like that now, now the, now artists are in the room creating and they're thinking about how people are going to react to this on Twitter. I don't think that's necessarily conducive to creativity. It, it isn't, but on the one hand, I do think it's nice that he's thinking about nerd rage while he's doing all this. Sure. On the other hand, 
we 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 can't not think about that i guess like that's a must now so that's the thing i would i would rather he not have to consider that and just make the thing he wants to make and then people react how they react but unfortunately we don't live in those times and, no, we and, do not. And I, I beseech you, my fellow nerds, however many of you are out there listening, <laughs> the dozens and dozens of The Rock's fans. It was uh, actually it was millions of the dozens of the. the well, never mind. It's fine. You, you're close enough. We'll, we'll just take it. We'll Thank take you. It. Thank you. We'll take it. Anyway, I beseech you, if you are one of these people, stop, stop, enough. stop, stop. Enough. 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 We don't need you crucifying people like Damon Lindelof as much as I wanted to after Star Trek Into Darkness. We don't need that. It's My not, name it's not helpful. is Night Owl. <laughs> Works for everybody, Tom. It does. It really does. Um, it, we don't need it. it. It's not good. It's not good for anybody. It's not going <laughs> to... Eventually, what's going to happen is creators are going to start turning out safe, Material, material that they know the fans are going to like, and it's going to be what people on Twitter wanted, which means it's going to be fan servicey. And in the worst kind of way, fan servicey. In the worst kind of way, fan servicey, Rick. Exactly. That's where I was going. Thank you for picking up what I was putting down. Yeah, you know, you're going to wind up with pablum. It's just all going to be references to things and oh, look at that Easter egg from that thing that that ties to, or look, there's a guy from a comic book in the background there. Like, that's not a movie. That's not a television show. You need more than that, than just, oh, that's Matt Murdock's name on that lawyer ad in the background of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Who the fuck cares? That doesn't make the show good. That doesn't make the show good. I'm sorry that that gives you a nerd boner, but that does not, that's not, that doesn't mean it's good. Okay, Nerd the fact that, right, like that. <laughs> the fact that you saw, you know, oh, they made a reference to that cool the, the ship from Star Wars Rebels was in Rogue One. That makes Rogue One awesome. No, no, that's not what makes Rogue One awesome. And this is if we live in a world where Damon Lindelof and others feel the need to do this, that's the that's the path we're headed down, and that's sad. That's really well, fucking sad. What's what's more important is it's disappointing that, you know, we didn't come up with the reference tree first. <laughs> Apparently Damon Lindelof did. Well, not not in not in so many ways. I mean <laughs> it's still ours. Damn it, we can't even get through one show without you taking stuff away. Well, you know. You're I not Thanos. Keep... Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a lot of Thanos this weekend. Okay? I don't wanna I don't wanna die, I'm... Mr. Stark. <laughs> I don't want to go is the don't let me go I don't want to go I don't want to go I don't want to go I feel I feel myself fading away to dust this is not good oh Jesus uh, anyway <laughs> you feel good about what you just did here Tom? I feel terrible I feel, I feel <laughs> awful but I mean really at this point the movie's been out a month <laughs> so it's okay statute of limitations motherfuckers like it's one of the highest grossing movies ever go already if you haven't gone really tom will ruin it if you don't oh Oh, shut up it's not ruining (laughs) we're a month out okay most people who listen to this show have either seen it or pirated it by now 
Chris is not on this episode. You cannot attack him like that. I'm not attacking him. You brought up Chris. I didn't. <laughs> you said pirating. I just assumed. <laughs> we know more pirates than that, I would venture to gather. Uh, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, time for a little lightning round, Rick. We've got a bunch of news right, to hit. get through and not a lot of time to do it. Casting news for the sequel to Spider-Man Homecoming. We've got Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio, and Michael Keaton is going to be back as the Vulture. Does this mean we're getting the Sinister Six? No, yes. <laughs> no, yes. Okay. No, yes. That means that we'll get the Sinister Six in a proper fashion. But unlike just shooting your whole wad at the wall in the first two <laughs> movies of your franchise, maybe you build up to it a little bit, Tom, and I think that's what's happening here. I think you're probably correct, even though we did see Shocker and uh, in the first Spider-Man and um, Vulture met Scorpion in prison at the end of Spider-Man. So there's four right there. Well, that's fine. Maybe in two more movies we can talk about a Sinister Six movie. That's Instead right. of just... That's just right. doing Sinister Six as the first one, or maybe <laughs> Justice League or something. Or what Sony was going to do, which was a Sinister Six movie. Hey, just just monetize the IP and worry about where the chips fall later. What else you got for me, Damn straight. All right. We have, here's the other bit of Star Wars news. It looks like James Mangold, the man who directed Walk the Line, and uh, more important to geek fans, The Wolverine and Logan, uh, is in talks to write and direct the Boba Fett Star Wars movie. You guys I won't be happy. You I guys won't be happy. don't think we need a fucking Boba Fett movie. <laughs> you, you sons of bitches just won't be happy until we get two and a half hours of Boba Fett not saying anything. Huh? Yeah, you know, that's what he, we need? And that's, that's the problem I have. Boba Fett's not that cool. I don't yeah, know I, where people are getting this from. He's pretty fucking lame. He looks cool. I've been cool. banging this drum. Exactly. For so long. We don't need a Boba Fett movie. That movie's going to suck. We don't. We don't I don't know if he ends up impaled matter, on an asteroid at the end. I don't think we need a Yoda movie. I really don't think we need a Yoda movie either, but they're developing that too. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up. One of my biggest problems with all of these movies, more than anything, aside from uh, Rogue One, because I was annoyed that everyone died at the end instead of being saved. Hey, I hey, already spoilers. know. Yeah, yeah, shut up. I already know what's going to happen in these movies before it happens. Right. I mean, the problem I, with I know. prequels. Yeah, it's, it's an issue. I, I know what's going to happen. Okay. I, I know who lives at the end. I, I know that if, if Chewie and Han are in a sticky situation, pretty sure they're going to get out of it okay. Yeah, they're probably going to survive. What else you got, Tom? Uh, well, I, I, I just, I don't understand. I mean, all right. I understand why these Star Wars stories are being developed for Obi-Wan when he's an old man on Tatooine. Great. He didn't leave the fucking desert for 20 years. How is that going to be a fun movie? You know, that's a big part of the Bible, Tom. Maybe people want to read about that. Yeah. Obi-Wan's going to get tempted and thrown off of a cliff and all that other shit. A lot of things happen in the Bible, Tom. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. Of, see you and McGregor stone an adulteress. There we go. That seems Star Warsy. Lando fucks a droid. Lando fucks a droid and Obi-Wan stones adulteresses. Here's your new Star Wars universe. I love how angry you get in these situations. <laughs> <laughs> good. Good. <laughs> anyway, 
All right, we got another one. And I, I, I wish Chris was here because I, I just want to set him straight. But it's been all over the internet, including the Nerdist, picked this up and others. This rumor that Universal Studios is going to have a Star Trek land to compete with yeah. Star Wars land. Yeah. Right, let's let's start pulling this. Let's pull this onion apart here. Oh. And let me show onion. you. Let me show you how this thing is rotten at the core. Okay. Oh. First of I all, I wanted Star Trek land. All right, and and I'm not saying it's not happening, but let's look at this. This story that's that went somewhat viral earlier in the week. Uh, all tracks back to one website called Disney and more. <laughs> yeah. Seems legit. Something right there. Seems totally legit. Tell you something right there. Um, yeah. Disney and more and Disney and more is a blog, uh, that is about Disney and other theme parks. It is also a blog where the person who writes for it or people who write for it don't bother to spell check anything they write <laughs> and quote, an unnamed source, which could be anything, i.e. a janitor who works <laughs> at the park or the toothless hobo who lives outside Universal who just speculates. Uh, all, <laughs> that guy's got a good job. <laughs> <laughs> they're all tracking back to this one website that is running this story based on an unnamed source. That's where this comes from. Now, that and alone is enough to make me pissed off about... <laughs> people running this as if it is news. Here's the other problem. This is a rumor from three years ago. Oh, Disney and more is treating this as a new rumor. It is not a new rumor. Three years ago, people were speculating whether or not universal was going to sign a deal for a star Trek land or a star Trek attraction because they wanted to compete with star Wars galaxy's edge. Cause that's when it was announced was three years ago. This is the exact same rumor. And in fact, the image that is circulating with this article is somebody's concept art. It's not even actual legit concept art. It's, it's like a fan piece of art that was drawn for this. So it's, this, is, this is the most scurrilous of scurrilous rumor. <laughs> Good use of term. It's not happening. It's just not fucking happening. We may get a Star Trek attraction, but they're they're quoting a rumor from this other website called Screamscape, which is a fairly legit theme park gossip website. But again, it's an old rumor on that website. Like if you click back, you'd have to go back to 2015 to find it. Uh, uh, the only reason it's up sooner on that website is because Disney and more decided to write something about it now. Uh, this is. This is stupid. So I'm sorry. I'm really sorry to uh actually no, I'm sorry. That piece of concept art is not fan art. It is from a defunct it was from plans for a Las Vegas Star Trek attraction that never happened. So it is not even related to anything Universal's doing. Or are we still getting Nintendo Land or not? Yes, Nintendo Land's a real thing that's being made right now. Good. That is an actual thing. That's been formally announced. It's happening. That's a thing. Uh, but as far as Star Trek at Universal, sorry to get all your <laughs> knickers in wad and burst your balloon, but it ain't, it ain't fucking happening now. Uh, it may happen at some point, but do not stop. Stop sharing this article. Just stop. <laughs> Just fucking stop. Especially don't share it with me because I'm going to 
rail into you on Facebook. Okay. <laughs> well, in front of good. all of your friends and relatives. I'm glad you're doing it on Facebook. We're the most sane and normal and convincing conversations well, happen look, all I, I the don't, time. I don't have Instagram, so that's the only place people could share this with me. And you would be surprised how many people I know like to just share random Star Trek shit with me on Facebook. Well, they want to be part of your life, and now you're shunning them. Oh, look. There's a Bluetooth communicator. You're 36. Do you want that? No. Why would I be interested in this? I mean, does it make the noise? Yes, it makes the noise. Interesting. Um, well, I mean, that that's neither here nor there now, is it? Fuck you, Rick. <laughs> Anyway, one more lightning round bit, and that is, uh, in case you missed it, season two of The Toys That Made Us premiered on Friday on Netflix. Uh, if you missed our interview with that show's creator, Brian Volkweiss, a couple weeks back, that is still available on our website, thosetwojerks.com, also on any all of the podcatcher apps that you use to follow us. You can find it. But... Season two is four episodes, just like season one. It covers Star Trek toys, Transformers, Lego, and Hello Kitty. Uh, I've watched all four of them now. Have you seen them yet, Rick? No, I've been uh, I've, I've been apparently too busy. Yeah, <laughs> I guess we'll get way. to that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Star Trek episode is really interesting, uh, especially like Brian talked about in the interview, how many different fucked up licensors they had for Star Trek toys over the years and how much weird random shit there was i'm just um, interested to watch that episode and then ultimately hear you cringe well, from funny. all the way across the section town. they explained the sec in the section about the playmates toys which is the ones i collected in the 90s that it was basically like they they finally like got to a point where they were creating the kind of product that people had wanted but <laughs> they created that. too goddamn much of it <laughs> like <laughs> You know, no one really wants a figure of Captain Dathan. <laughs> but they I made one. Think, I couldn't even think of who that was. Darmok and Jalada Tanaga. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I know. It just it, yeah. it, it, it took me a bit. Yeah, exactly. And Phil Lamar didn't even get a, a figure because he was the second in command on that episode. No, no, just just Paul Winfield. Um, <laughs> but, but, like, that was the thing, and then they started targeting collectors and doing... Like, basically, only collectors were buying those toys, and then they decided to piss off the collectors by creating the super limited 1701 series of figures, which were limited to only 1,701, period. And people were like, well, now I can't complete my collection because this is so super rare, so fuck you, I'm not buying anything else. And then the line went to shit. Yeah, <laughs> only then, though. Well, I mean, then that was when the sales really dropped, and then the line faded away, but... Um, there's also, they, they described the history of Mego, which was a toy company in the seventies mm -hmm. that, um, made a lot of different figures, superheroes and all kinds of things. But they talked to the guy who was the president of Mego at that time, which I don't want to spoil it, but he's got, let's just say a colorful relationship with the law. Um, <laughs> that a lot they of interesting facts. Yeah. That they explain in this, in this episode. Um, and he talks about how they, they paid so little money for the Star Trek license and made so, so much money off of it in the seventies. <laughs> um, it's, it's, that one's a really, it was a really interesting one for me because I like Star Trek and I collect Star Trek toys. Um, but Transformers was really cool. Um, they talk about, you know, the original Takara 
toys and how it was like two or three toy lines that Hasbro sort of brought over to the U.S. and melded into one cohesive thing. Um, Lego is interesting because it's been around for so long and it was a family business, still is. And um, Hello Kitty, I got to admit, I dozed off during it, so I'm going to have to rewatch See, that one. Interestingly enough, Hello Kitty is the one I'm most interested in because my sister is a gigantic Hello Kitty person. Mm. Well, there you go. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of funny. It is. It is kind of funny. But, you know, it's. I read another an interview that Brian uh, Volkweiss did somewhere else for the, start, the TrekMovie.com website. So he did an interview specifically about Star Trek toys for that Trek website. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned something that I never really realized, but it's a good point, I think, about Star Trek toys. And he, he said, you know, the original Star Trek series, kids wanted a lot of toys from that, and there weren't a lot to go around. And he said it's because that Captain, Captain Kirk was aspirational. Kids wanted to be him, right? Kids wanted to be Captain Kirk. When you're a little kid and you look at Jean-Luc Picard... You're a little kid. You don't want to be an old bald guy. Like, so kids didn't have a character to really lock on to the main. They couldn't lock on to the main character. So why would they want to buy an action figure of an old bald English Frenchman? <laughs> and the same thing with, with, you know, Benjamin Sisko and Janeway. They're all these, the, the, the characters on the Star Trek spinoffs, the captains especially, are such uh, aspirational people to look up to as an adult you want to be those people but not as a kid you want to be the guy that punches lizard aliens and shoots things that's actually a pretty sound argument in a way that i can't really debate right i mean <laughs> that's why nobody wanted to buy toys from next generation and deep space nine and voyager except collectors and we all i just explained how that went um you could come see my garage for evidence So, yes, catch the toys that made us. Uh, go back and listen to that interview. It was really fun. And uh, you'll learn a lot about how such a cool series came to be and what may be on the horizon for season three of that show. Anyway, Rick, it is time for the questions. We get into the home stretch here. By the way, I like when you get uh, when we get a little bit deeper into the show and I can hear you like pounding on your keyboard to like end segments. It's funny. <laughs> Boom. There, I'm done talking about that shit. Oh the judge my is gaveling. Well, it's like you're, you're leaving me flapping in the breeze here. I got to do something to move on. <laughs> you're going off on a seven minute rant about the fact that nobody watched your fucking Star Trek toys again. <laughs> I didn't know what I'm supposed to talk. I just sat here like, well, if I'm really quiet you and you I don't move, he won't see your hair and tell me it's going to be okay. Oh, it's not. <laughs> There's no way now. Fuck you. We're fucked. You're fucked. I'm fucked. We're fucked. Wonderful. That being said, what's pissing you off this week? Oh, my God, Dom. The asshole in the theater is pissing me off. Oh, shocker. Shocker. Please explain. Oh, my God. God. So a long, long time ago, (laughs) I I went and saw um, Wolverine Origins or X-Men Origins Wolverine. Okay. Yeah. Saw that in the theater. And the entire movie, there was a guy sitting either right next to me or right in front of me. And every time there was a reference, he would lean over his wife and go, see, that's why he doesn't have any memory. They shot him in the head. Or, see, that's where he got his powers from. Every fucking time this guy did this, this, this guy had to let his wife know 
that he was smarter than everybody else in the theater, I guess. I don't know. I got to tell you, I'm feeling kind of attacked right now. Do you say it loud enough for people around you to hear it, Tom? (laughs) No, I don't really do that until after the movie's over anyway. Well, that's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Geek-splaining, I call it. (laughs) Do you geek-spread, too? (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole different thing. Um, so as I'm watching what we'll lovingly refer to as a film, Solo, the Star <laughs> Wars movie, um, at the end, there's finally the famous card game that you know all about. You know about the card game, right, Tom? You know the what happens the in the where game? he wins the Millennium Falcon. Right, right. So something happens, um, where... Uh, a a certain scoundrel isn't able to get away with their nefarious acts because Han has scoundrel blocked him or scoundrel splained <laughs> or uh, you know one of these things whatever. Yeah. Um. So that dude isn't going to be able to scoundrel his way past him this time, and the movie theater has been pretty fucking quiet the entire movie. You want to know why, Tom? <laughs> because as you said, the movie wasn't that great. Because the movie's hot garbage. Um. So. Because everyone's been really quiet, no one's really laughed at any of the jokes because the jokes were very groany. Um, my dude sitting to the right of my, my buddy Matt, um, when the scoundrelness takes place, go, he goes very audibly during a quiet part of the moment, goes, yeah, you're not doing it this time, buddy. He got you. Yeah. Ugh. I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. And I'm like, is this dude on the spectrum? Like, no. am I, I? Maybe I shouldn't make fun of him. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm the asshole for like this guy just really likes this movie. Maybe I'm the dick. But I couldn't. I couldn't help myself. So as soon as the movie wraps, like that happens, right? Yeah, right. I lean over to my friend and as loud as I can, I say, "Man, that movie was a giant pile of shit." And I get up and I leave. <laughs> That seems like a mature, uh, proportionate response. (laughs) Did someone step on my toe? I'm hitting them with my car. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a very presidential thing to do. I am am totally okay. I am not (laughs) overreacting. No. No. It seems like conduct becoming the right honorable mayor of something. Well, it is pro wrestling, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true, I guess. <laughs> conduct's a little different. It's a lot of things that are different. <laughs> oh, can I tell you one other thing? About, about Okay, so <clears throat> this is like, I don't know if this is a spoiler, if it's an Easter egg, or if it's just something that just pissed me off. But during that movie, there's a ad, join the Empire, sign up, okay? Uh-huh. You want to know the music that's playing in the ad, Tom? Oh, no. Is it the Imperial March? It's the Imperial March, Tom. That is awful. It's the Imperial March. That's terrible. So apparently that music that we've been listening to for 30 years, everybody else can hear it, too. It's not just when (laughs) Vader shows up. There's like a fucking orchestra hidden behind the shuttle that's just playing. And nothing to me says, Like Hail to the Chief. Yeah, exactly. Instead of Hail to the Chief, it's, you know, it's this dark, demonic, well, evil music. Right, because Vader believes he's evil, so of course he would want evil music. Hey, hey, do you guys, so, you guys hear the oh evil my, music? That's terrible. You know, we could really use, 
like I want to show up and I want I want I want people to like know that they're fucked as soon as I walk in. <laughs> so like this is gonna be good. Okay, so big breath. Okay, here we go. All right, so I want whenever I show up, I, I want this music playing. And he hands him like the orchestra notes and You're like right. Lord Vader. I don't know if we can do that. <laughs> You'll fucking do it because I say you'll do it. <laughs> oh, that's awful. Oh, it's so bad. And it's canon now. It's totally canon, yo. Which, which I should point out, the uh, card game wasn't until now. It's yeah. pretty sure that wasn't mentioned in any of the movies. With something that was like ephemera that people like read in a novel and just were like, oh yeah, that's how it happened. <sighs> mm. I, just, I just always want this music play. <laughs> Everywhere it goes. <laughs> it's actually, that's the unit. That's, that's on his chest. That's the unit on I, his chest. It's playing the music. It's a Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> my god so Tom terrible oh that's so bad what's pissing you off <sighs> two things that are somewhat tied together and this is not going to be popular but Memorial Day is sort of pissing me off Rick. oh god <laughs> I told you it wasn't going to be popular oh I, my like, god I, I could have written you a whole letter but I just figured I'd come out with it um, anyway, the first thing that's pissing me off about the Memorial Day weekend this year is subtropical storm Alberto. You mean because you mean Hurricane Alberto or tropical storm Alberto? Neither, I it's none. Not the right time of year. None but. of that. None of that. It is none of those things. It is a subtropical storm that briefly developed into a tropical storm or was expected to. However. It was so breathlessly reported by the networks and out-of-town media that do you have any idea how many of my northern relatives wanted to check in and make sure we were all safe here in Florida? Well, we don't live in mudslide area, so we should be okay. But, well, I but it's just, it's like, this is a nothing storm. It's rain. Until 2011, the National Weather Service didn't even name subtropical storms. But now... Yeah, but in the age of marketing and there synergy and all of that crap, the Weather Channel names winter storms. They're the only ones that do it. Those aren't official names. Uh, and now we name subtropical storms. And Al Roker gets on and, oh, my God, Florida's going to get all this rain from this subtropical storm. And there's a state of emergency and this and that. Nothing happened. We got missed today. <laughs> that was it. That was it. There was a little more rain on the Gulf Coast. And the Panhandle's going to get some more than that. That's it. As a meteorologist friend of mine used to say, it's just fucking rain. Yet, everyone thinks catastrophe is coming. Well, in fairness, the last time there was any, you know, tropical environment things that got pub, Houston drowned. So well, here's the, here's the, And that's the problem, is that the media treat the media, especially outside of the area that where these sorts of weather things are routine, they treat these things, all of them as if they are hurricane Harvey and they are not all hurricane Harvey. There are degrees. 
yet every one of them is reported as if, oh my God, it's another big thing. And no, this is not a big thing. Hurricane Harvey was a big thing. Well, There's I mean, a difference. You've, you've said it yourself. The reason why all this stuff is happening at all is because money is to be made. Yeah, it's true. Also... I mean, it, it just scares people into watching, and I get it. It just it's pissing me off. Yeah. The other thing enough. that's pissing me off is that. Yeah, said, yeah. Explain, explain to me how we're not going to have any more <laughs> viewers after this. So go ahead. Well, we don't have viewers. We have listeners. And Same thing. All right. Here's the thing. The concept of Memorial Day does not piss me off. I think it's totally fine. I think it's great that we set aside a day to honor our troops who died in service of our country. That's right. That's what Memorial Day is. Memorial Day is not for you to post pictures of your relatives who are serving on active duty or your veteran relatives who survived their term of service. Uh, they have Armed Forces Day and Veterans Day later in the year. It's also not for you to say Happy Memorial Day. It is yes, a day where we is... remember people who died. It is not also... Happy Memorial Day. Addendum. So, there is no thing as a happy Yom Kippur. Just exactly. Let know. <laughs> right. Thank you, Rick. Same thing. <laughs> so let's just, you know, let's kind of get it together here. Okay. And treat the thing, you know, let's, let's think about the right things on the right days and not muddle all of the messages and things. And this way I won't get emails from uh, furniture stores that say <laughs> happy Memorial day. It's half off Schiffer robes. Like, no, no. Granted, I did take advantage of the sale and bought a new bedroom set. <laughs> but still, it's not Happy Memorial Day. What's it like to be a constant <laughs> schmuck, Tom? <laughs> not a constant schmuck. I'm constantly angry. Society has rules, okay? And there is there are correct <laughs> things. Just, just, just people need to just be aware. That's all. Be aware of what these things are for. And then you can honor the proper people on the proper day. <laughs> That, that that last part though that made you a schmuck you understand that, no right? here's the thing you are you, you are taking something away from the troops who died in service yes. who this day no, is that's... for by using your time to either make it about you as someone who is a veteran or someone who has served or make it about someone who you love who has served this country and survived that is great and we're grateful to them and they have a whole day for that it's just not today Today is the day where we think about the people who gave everything so that the NFL players could be forced to stand. <laughs> I have to stand. <laughs> have to. Have to. But still, using that coupon and then making this uh, this rage argument, that, that's pretty schmucky, dude. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That part. Well, I'm, that's just, the part. I'm just saying happy. I'm not saying it's wrong to have a sale. I'm saying it's wrong to say happy Memorial Day. That's all. That's all. Okay. So let's okay. educate ourselves about what these things mean. It's not just a day off of work. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to some it is. I'm not going to lie. Anyway, Rick, what'd you learn this week? I learned a great many things. Um, <laughs> I, I learned something at the beginning of the show that I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> it was about water and poop. Oh, yeah, yeah. I learned that, uh, that fiber isn't the only thing that helps you poop. Um, but more than anything, I learned... Uh, that I can outwit wasps, and I am proud of this. Are we talking about the insects? 
Those two, sure. We'll go <laughs> I was going to say, or did you run into a group, <laughs> a group of daughters of the American Revolution? It's a good reference. No, I'm, I'm the, actually the reference tree is still bearing fruit. <laughs> oh, reference tree. Um, I am, I am actually discussing uh, the fact that so my property uh, had a uh, a change. Uh, we're no longer allowed to have grills that are not uh, electric. So if it's propane or if it's uh, uh, charcoal or whatever, it can't be outside. It's, it's a fire hazard. Fire department has said, no, we're not going to do that anymore. Okay? Okay. Fair? Yeah. Sure. All right, whatever. Um, so because of that, I uh, had to take our grill uh, down to our dump that we have here on site. Sure. Um, and in doing so, I discovered that since I haven't used the grill in over two years, uh, that <laughs> <laughs> a family of wasps have adopted the grill. <laughs> <laughs> that tends to happen. Yeah, it can. It can. This is true. Um, so I immediately ran screaming from the grill because, again, family of wasps. <laughs> <laughs> Why isn't someone videotaping this? <laughs> so uh, after I got done, you know, fearing for my life from the wasp attack, I uh, then realized, you know, if I because the wasp nest, they had they had built a nest on the ass end of the grill that was pressed up against the wall that I couldn't see. OK, mm -hmm. so I said to myself, if I just uh, if I, let's see, it's going to rain today. That much I know for certain. So if I if I just hang tight and wait for it to rain, <laughs> then I can I can take the grill out while it's raining. Holy hell. And the wasps will have one of two options, either kill me or accept that their fate has been sealed and get the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> so I waited for it to start raining. Holy hell. And then I got out there and I actually had a broom and I knocked the fuck out of the grill and the, the wasp nest fell off and those sons of bitches were pissed. But they didn't they didn't know they didn't know what to do because I grabbed the grill and I ran out into the into the rain and it was raining holy hell and it's just pissing on me and all these wasps are staring at me and like two or three of them were like, I'm going for it. And as soon as they hit the water, they just they thought better of it and they ran back and and that was it. And then I took the grill down to the down to the, the dump and it's gone. And I, 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 I beat them. I succeeded, Tom. So, so your crowning achievement of the day is outsmarting creatures whom you not only outsize by forces of magnitude, <laughs> but can't do a math problem. And you can. Yet you're proud of outsmarting them. Tom, what was the last time you had to deal with wasps? Uh, not all that long ago, but I buy that spray that like you can shoot from sixty-five feet away. Because <laughs> all wasp spray is made to be sprayed from that far away because they don't want you to get stung, and it's also the equivalent of apparently shocking them with sixty-five thousand volts of electricity. It knocks the fuckers right out of the sky. <laughs> hilarious there's also one other point important point i don't kill animals or or i i actually trap and release uh cockroaches i don't kill anything i don't think anything deserves to die by my hand even you tom so <laughs> yeah but someday i probably will listen i said even you i didn't say only you so whatever <laughs> so 
you know, I, yeah, I had to try. And... Do you trap and release wasps? No, I just I just leave them to their business. <laughs> I don't want I, I don't want to hurt them. I don't want them to hurt me. So, like, I can't spray them. I'm, I'm morally opposed to that. Mm. I don't kill anything unless mm. it's, you know, life or death. I don't, I don't and... think they serve a purpose. So then they're going to sting me or my kids. So they die. Yeah, well, you know, I had a friend. Technic- I had friends in college that actually devised a very interesting way of dealing with a wasp problem. Was it was <laughs> it voting Democrat? Ha! Funny. No, they, <laughs> you did uh, the same joke. I you did, did literally the same literally joke. the same joke, and it was equally terrible. Thank um, you. <laughs> no, they had a wasp's nest on their balcony at their apartment, and they killed a wasp, one just one, and taped it to a toothpick which they oh, then taped to the railing of the balcony as an example to all of the other wasps. You've told me that story a dozen times, and, and yet somehow I still remember it. And, <laughs> and, and I don't remember it. And they never had an issue with wasps again. They never came back. <sighs> Tom, what did you learn this week, aside from the fact that if given give give to our own devices, we could just talk about bullshit for hours? Yeah, I mean, that's the show. So what'd you learn? What did I learn? I learned that uh man, a lot of things, I guess. <laughs> wow. Didn't think it was gonna be this deep. Yeah, it was kind of deep. Uh I learned I learned that uh I, I'm right to listen to my body. Mm. That that we all should do more of that. When your body's telling you Something is wrong and you are in pain. You go get help. Go get help fast. Because it can turn into something that might be serious. That's what I learned. Well, good. I'm glad you learned something helpful. And that you, you know, learned that you can just make fun of me for liking my achievements. <laughs> God, you're a dick. You outsmarted an insect. It was more than one, Tom. It was an entire hive. <laughs> How big was the hive, Rick? large enough what's large enough the size of uh, a deck of cards the size of a roll of quarters the size of a fist we'll go with the deck of card ones that sounds about right <laughs> okay so like what half a dozen wasps no it was certainly more than half god just just constantly with the <laughs> naysaying of my achievements <laughs> what are you gonna make yourself a belt now I'll have to talk to my jujitsu coach if that's allowed. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> you get a you get a you get a black and yellow stripe. <laughs> if people want to get a hold of us, how can they do that? I have no idea why they would do that. But they can reach us. <laughs> I can't us. imagine. They can reach us on uh, the social medias. Specifically, you could uh, you could find us on the Twitterverse. Uh, where you could find me, or if Tom has decided it is his week, Tom, uh, at those two jerks. Please make sure you spell it T-W-O. Oh, oh, Rick, wait, I have to interrupt you. I have breaking news. We've just updated our privacy policy. Please go to our website (laughs) at those two jerks.com and read the new policy so you can be aware of the changes. How did I fall for that three times? How is that possible? I should not fall for that consistently. You know, you know who's really feeling shitty right now is those wasps. <laughs> Why are they feeling shitty? Because they they were bested by you and you fell for that joke three times. Shit. <laughs> anyway, you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash those two jerks. Make sure you click like on the page. 
You can email us as well, those two jerks at gmail.com. In all cases, spell out the word two, T-W-O. Yes, the one for the number. If you want, if you have a, a response, a hot take on anything we talked about or the news of the week, you can call us and leave a voicemail, 321-76-JERKS. There's no human being answering that line. It's just a recording. Leave a voicemail. We'll hear it. We'll laugh. We'll seethe. I don't know, one or the other. And then we'll probably play it on the show. You can find all of that information on our website, those2jerks.com. Rick, if people want to buy a Those Two Jerks coffee mug, T-shirt, cell phone case, shift a robe, how can they do that? Uh, it's something about tea public. I never pay attention to this part. I'm usually pl- playing with my belly button, if I'm honest. Ew. That's nasty. <laughs> I got to get the lint out sometime. This is just the most opportune opportunity. Oh, God. Yeah, teepublic.com. Search those two jerks. You'll find our store and all of the cool merchandise with our Those Two Jerks logo on it. Join the Jerk Nation. Show the world that you listen to this show. Don't be ashamed. We're not. Well, I mean, sort of are, but not really. <laughs> I at least impressed I knew it was tea public and that I do listen to you. Jesus. I, I'm, I, you get partial credit. I'll take it. <laughs> I knew you would. I'll so <laughs> for the Sussman, Rick Sussman, and the Vwabsent, Chris Vu, I am the Tom Alexander. And, oh boy, until we actually change our privacy policy or get a privacy policy of any kind, other than we refuse to serve Jesse Long. We oh, will God. remain. Oh, my God. <laughs> we will remain. Oh, <laughs> we will remain those two jerks. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>